I think they feel like they can get to 40, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think in a race to 40, I really like the over. Hello, welcome to Always College Football. Today is Thursday, November 10th, and I want to give a shout out to my sister. Today is her 30th birthday. And if we have podcast numbers that are spiking in Paris, France, it's because of her. At least I, I hope it's because of her. But Blair, happy birthday. We love you. We hope you're enjoying your 30th birthday rendezvous alongside your friend Ashley. Uh, I feel like they're in the, you know, the passport to Paris, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen video. I mean, I remember they watched that thing on repeat when they were like 10. And now they are 20 years later in Paris. I'm jealous, but... Hopefully you're watching some college football this weekend because that's what you should be doing. Maybe there's a sports book over in Paris that you can find some action at because you know it's Thursday. We're going to get into the angles. We're going to make some prognostications. We're going to make some picks. We're going to make you some money. So let's not waste any time. Let's get to it. It's Chris the Bear Felica. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Every college football season, Goodyear knows the importance of winning on the road. The road will always demand confidence, the confidence to handle whatever the journey brings and to perform under tough conditions. And just like the players and the fans of college football, Goodyear is ready. Are you ready for the road? Visit Goodyear.com to find the right Goodyear tires for whatever road you're on this season. Goodyear, more driven. All right, we welcome him in. You guys have been giving him a difficult time for how he's performed on the board on College Game Day. He's 14 and 16 on the board. But if you were to dive a little bit deeper into Chris the Bear Felica, he is ripping on his column. If you go to ESPN.com, you're 36 and 16 in the column, correct, Bear? Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a wonderful job of, of picking all of the losers and games that I like to get involved in later in the week after I submit the column on. On Wednesday night, so well, uh, it was that's, funny. Uh, Danny Sheridan actually, Danny Sheridan actually reached out to me, and, and he's like, two weeks ago when I went zero and three on the board, he's like, you told me earlier in the week you like blah blah blah, like three underdogs that like all won outright. I didn't put any of them on the board. He's like, why are you changing your mind? So yeah, it, it's hysterical. I think if you took like the the thirty six and sixteen from the column, I'm second behind you in the triple option on daily wager. I'm in. I'm like. Whatever I am in the, uh, the, I'm in like in a cashing position right now. I think of the Will Hill contest in <laughs> Vegas. I'm like right there in like in the top 25 in the the, uh, the Golden Nugget contest. Like everything else except the board, I'm having an unbelievable year, and it absolutely sucks because <laughs> like that's the thing that most people see. Of so, course, look, I get it. I, I made a I made a joke of myself last week about how bad I am. Uh, deciding what games to put on there's a whole well the good news is bear i can make a good decision this the good news is i consume all your content so you're doing great my eyes you're a sickle like me we love it perhaps i am uh let's get into it speaking of sickos uh tulsa and memphis tonight uh that's i don't know if you want to touch that (laughs) one (laughs) georgia southern and louisiana any thursday night action for you bear no, no, this is – sorry, he's p- pass. <laughs> I, I'm, pass. I can't pass, believe pass. you're resisting. I can't believe you're yeah, resisting that, that. that quality. Uh, I do think there's some action to be found 
on Friday. East Carolina against Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, to me, has been a bit of an enigma. They've opened as a six-point favorite. That thing's down to five. I, I really like East Carolina in big games. I, I just don't love them away from home. They're in uh, Cincinnati for this one. Do you have a lean? I lean towards taking the points because I think it'll be close. But, Bear, I don't know. On the road, it makes it a little tricky for me to back the Pirates. Yeah, it, it, it does. I actually – I would probably lean towards the other way. There's actually a, um, a four-and-a-half out there right now as I'm looking at oh, the wow. uh, the board at South Point. So if, if you like Cincinnati, you can – uh, see my good friend Chris Andrews at the South Point and head on over there and give him some business and uh, and lay the four and a half. But I I might I might disagree with you here and and lead towards Cincinnati, who like I said, uh, this is the team that is not as good as they were last year. I think it's going to obviously take some time for them to to gel and come together as a team with all the new pieces and just hasn't come together as quickly. I'm sure as as Luke Fickle and the staff would like, but they're still a, a good, solid team. But like I said, East Carolina going on the road is is a lot better than uh, East Carolina if, in, in a big underdog type spot at home. Can I talk you into taking five touchdowns with Colorado against SC? Maybe, maybe <laughs> the, the, the pre- can, can you want to you want to buy it up to thirty five just to and, and lay the a little extra juice, but it might actually be an okay week to to bet against both yeah. USC and UCLA with That's that game next it. week. Both both bet laying big numbers. I'd actually be more apt to to lay it with USC than lay it with it with with UCLA because I, I mean. It, Arizona does have some offensive firepower. Uh, UCLA is capable of giving up some big plays, as obviously uh, is USC. But uh, Arizona, obviously, a little bit better of an opponent. And uh, we'll, we'll see if, if UCLA tends to maybe take their foot off the, uh, the the gas late in that game, if indeed they do get uh, threatened a little bit by Arizona, who, oh, by the yeah. way, had a one-score game with USC a couple of weeks ago. But don't you have a problem with the committee rankings right now? It's absurd. How USC is four spots ahead of UCLA. It's almost like the thing that the committee is focusing on the most is that UCLA had a close call in the second game of the year or whatever it was with South Alabama. And not the fact that they got two wins over the committee top 25 and neither game was particularly close. Completely. Their one loss was against a team that's fifth in the country. USC doesn't have anything. Like, like they've got one score wins against Cal, Arizona, Oregon State. I mean, I mean, heck, Cal had fewer yards and points against UC Davis than they did against against, <laughs> uh, against USC. So it's like I, I don't get it. Like, like the committee loves them some USC, and like I said, I know they're going to play next week. Right. I know it's going to come out in the wash, but like. I don't get it at all. This has been, uh, I don't want to say it's the worst committee we've seen so far, but it's damn near. I mean, I, uh, you know, they're doing the, everyone's doing the best they can, but where Clemson was last week relative to TCU and then where SC is relative to UCLA, like there are just way too many inconsistencies. I said that, I said that US, uh, that UCLA is painfully low. I mean, painfully low at 12. I mean, UCLA's resume is better than Alabama's and Ole Miss's, who sit two spots in front of them. 
That just it doesn't oh, make Ole, any Ole, sense Ole, to Ole me. Ole Miss has got nothing on Ole, Ole Miss has got nothing. Nothing on their resume. They got Kentucky, and how convincing was that? You know, I mean, and Kentucky's at twenty four. So I digress. It's it's. I think it'll all work itself out. We can vent about this again next week. But I agree. I like UCLA being where they're at because I can't wait to hammer them against USC next week. That is. <laughs> a, I hope they're. I hope they're getting points. I hope they're getting Have points. He- have you seen any of the uh, the, the Look yes no playoff props that you've liked? I haven't seen any because I I try to I try to keep it week to week. But yes, like there have been some that I liked earlier in the season. Like Ohio State no plus three twenty three weeks ago was really tasty to me, and and now I don't think that number is quite as high because Michigan's come on. Mm-hmm. But now Michigan, yes, and Ohio State, no, would be one I'd be very attracted by because not that not that I don't think Ohio State's going to make it. I, I think they they ultimately probably will. But man, at three to one, I mean, I, I might roll the dice there. Like 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 we talked about on Daily Wager on Monday, uh, Oregon because I had a feeling the committee was going to have Oregon uh, relatively high. And they were five to one to make the playoff on Monday. Wow! So I, it's probably more an indictment of the of of the odds makers thinking that they're going to win out and, and beat Oregon State and beat Washington, uh, beat Utah, and then beat UCLA again or SC in the in the Pac-12 championship game. But at five to one, if they simply get to the conference championship game. The money line on the other side, you're not going to be laying more than five to one uh, against Oregon. So, right. like, it's a great, it was a great opportunity to to get a good price. Well, by the way, I think if Oregon wins out, they're going to get in because we, we started. We talked about this a little bit on the on the show the other night. Yes, they lost by forty points or whatever it was to Georgia, but at the same time, you've got to give them a little bit of credit for deciding to play the game in Atlanta against the defending national champion to start the year. Where if they play Portland State or Utah State or Idaho and they're undefeated right now, the, the the favorable view is that much bigger. Like it can't just be a situation where if you play the game and you lose, you're done. You only get credit for playing the game uh, if you win. So I think Oregon. I think you can still get them around plus three thirty or three forty or so to make the playoffs. So I still think there's a bit of value there. I don't hate that. The other thing I think the issue would be Tennessee, right? And and Tennessee being in the way. They're in, aren't they in? Uh, I think Tennessee's in a really good spot. But I also think ultimately if it's a classic between Ohio State and Michigan, well, that they I think the loser of that game might have a better, really a better candidacy than Tennessee who got really beat badly. I know it didn't look right. that way, but – if you watch the game, I mean, if not for the weather, that thing yeah. could have gotten real sideways potentially. That's so. the key. Did you watch the game? Right. The perception of seeing 27-13 in the final score as opposed to watching the game and feeling like it was 48-10 to 10 is a whole lot different. Yeah, very much so. So I think Tennessee's in a good spot. I would dabble a little. If I could find some value on a UCLA, make the playoff, uh, I would certainly consider throwing a little action at that, especially if it's sitting there 8, 9, 10 to 1. Wouldn't shock me, Bear. I mean, if you look at they're going to be underdogs at least twice here in the next four games. I mean, what would an underdog parlay? What would a money line parlay yeah. play pay on you'll, UCLA you'll get, for the next four if, games? If Oregon, if Oregon's still around three fifty or so, UCLA is absolutely eight or nine to one. Yeah, without doubt, uh, I could be on board with that. Let's talk about this weekend's action. TCU on the road at Texas. I love the Longhorns. I love the Longhorns this week. I don't know why. 
Probably shouldn't. <laughs> and if anything else, Bear, this is one where I like the idea of playing Texas first half. They're such a great starting team. TCU traditionally has been a team that has not played well in the first half, but have rallied in the second half. So if I wanted to split it up half to half, I think Texas for sure in the first half, maybe a little first quarter would be worth your while. I don't know how you ever feel about kind of splitting things up like that. I, I like that better than simply playing it for the game. Because it's one of those where, you know, every casual better out there is going to see TCU's 9-0. and They're top four in the country. Yep. And they're an underdog against Texas. Like, like how can that be? And they're going to take the points. Right. Do you want to be on that side? I don't. But <laughs> at the same time, do you want to be on the side with Texas, who is you struggling don't trust? to hold leads <laughs> and giving up double-digit leads? Like, I sure as heck don't. So this is a no play for me, but I don't hate your Texas first-half play at all. I also like the over, uh, 65 and a half. I just think TCU is going to get their points, and I'm not sure TCU defensively, They've. I think that this is going to be a very strong rushing attack, and TCU will sell out as much as they can against Bijan, but Sark and company are going to get to 30. I, f- I feel like they can, at yeah. least, and I feel like TCU is going to get I think they get feel 30. like they can get to 40, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think in a race to 40, I really like the over, obviously, at 65 and a half. So that would be one that I'd take a peek at as well. LSU on the road at Arkansas. This line stunk. On the open bear opened up LSU as a slight two point favorite on the road in Fayetteville, uh, 11 o'clock start for LSU. That time has not been beneficial for LSU up to this point. I'm on the call. So I don't know if you have a okay. lean in this one, but I'm going to abstain. Interesting. I'm, 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 I wish I could pick your brain about this, but I respect your uh, journalistic integrity. There. <laughs> uh, but no, this, this, you would this never, you would never pick anyone's brain about about any games that they'd be they'd be calling or involved in. You would never do no, that. No, not 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 at all. all. All information is used for the for the telecast only and to be held and keep the the trust and confidence of all of the coaches who share that information for the telecast. So I would never want to put someone in a position to potentially share anything. Uh, that, that they're not supposed to. But my opinion, it's an obvious, is it too obvious of a letdown spot for for, for, for LSU where everybody is going to be on Arkansas coming off of that performance last week uh, against Liberty. But I'm just not sure how healthy K.J. Jefferson really is. Like, I, I mean, I, I was hearing like last week, like the players didn't even know who was going to play quarterback like leading up to the game. So, I don't like where Arkansas is right now. I actually might lean towards LSU in this game mm. uh, in kind of a little bit of a contrarian play. Like if I had to play the game and you had to make the circle on the on the pick a pool sheet, uh, I, I would I would play LSU, but I wouldn't play it for a ton for real money. But but I do think it's interesting how this game ties in to Alabama Ole Miss, who we, we were just talking about Ole Miss. Like you know Alabama, you know you know they're they're wired to win SEC and national championships. Yeah. If LSU were to win at noon, the game's at noon Eastern, Alabama's locked out. Like how motivated will Alabama be to go out there and, and play and give it their all, knowing that you don't have a shot to get the SEC title game because LSU, you're not going to win a tie break with LSU because of the uh, uh, the loss last week. I'm not sure Bryce Young's shoulder is – really super healthy. He did not look like did not make the type of throws that I'm used to seeing him make last week uh in, in Baton Rouge. I don't know if that was just play calling, receiver issues or what. 
I would not play Alabama Ole Miss before knowing the result of LSU Arkansas because I think motivation here will be key. And I, I don't look. I don't know. I don't want to say you're going to get Alabama players checking out if, if LSU does win, but I do think at some at some point there might be a decision made moving forward for the, for for next year when a lot of these guys go to the NFL. But yeah, if you if you if you're looking to play Alabama Ole Miss, I would wait. Human nature, I think, would indicate certainly there'd be uh, subconsciously there'd be disappointment if if the result. For instance, in LSU, Arkansas was sideways in favor of LSU. How could you not take the field with some layer of disappointment? I think that would only be that would be totally expected under the circumstances. Notre Dame also a let down spot. This one reeks. Uh, yeah. This thing opened up at 19 in some places, 17 and a half in others. It steamed down quickly to 15 and a half. Here's my thing, Bear. I don't think Navy can run it on no. Notre Dame. No. I would lay the points. Too many injuries on the offensive side of the ball, right? Yeah, I just think Navy's a, a mash unit right now, and I, I don't know how you can possibly. Now, don't get me wrong, rivalry game. They're mm-hmm. they're the they're technically the home team, even though it's in Baltimore, yeah. right? Baltimore. To me, I I love Notre Dame in this spot. I think Notre Dame's found something, and they will be able to impose their will on the naval midshipmen, and they're not going to be able to hold up, I don't think, at least in the run game. And I think Notre Dame up front defensively is sound enough to be able to make sure they play their keys and and make it very difficult on the Navy offense. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree. I, I think this number will probably continue to drop. People expecting uh, Notre Dame to have a, a letdown after the win over Clemson last week. But, I, but I'm with you. Uh, Notre Dame doesn't throw it that well at all either but I think defensively they'll have a really good uh, success rate in slowing down that Navy offense so I I would wait a little bit and see if we can maybe get this down to 14 and a half or 15 or so or somewhere in that range and uh, and then hop in I like that Uh, Georgia Mississippi State found this interesting I know it's it's not at Georgia but Bama played Mississippi State earlier in the year Bama was a 22 point favorite at home I believe it closed around there north of a three touchdown favorite now on the road mm-hmm. in Starkville. And I don't know what Davis Wade stadium's worth, but Georgia only a 16 point favorite bear. This one kind of shocked me a little bit. Like I think Georgia matches up as well, if not better than Alabama does against Mississippi state. And yet the numbers lower, but I don't, I mean, do you think Davis Wade's worth six points? That just seems like a no. lot for a home environment. No, I, I don't. And, and again, I, I think it's about the situation. I think it's the, Georgia had their Super Bowl last week, showed up, showed out, showed why they're the defending national champion and why they're favored to win the title again. They're going to the SEC championship game. And I, and I think we talked about human nature and disappointment with Alabama if LSU were to win. I think it's just human nature to expect maybe Georgia not to be razor sharp like they were last week. I mean, you just imagine the practice week that, that they had under Kirby Smart last week, and it showed they came out breathing fire. I think it's going to be a challenge for them to keep that intensity level, and, and maybe they do come out a little bit slow, and it takes them a little while sure. uh, to get going. I don't think Miss Day can, can beat them, but at the same time, I understand why you, you think the line might be a little low. It would make some sense, too. I mean, also, at the same time, Bama sees this style of offense every year or at least they have for the last three. Georgia doesn't see it as often, uh, obviously being an Eastern team. So maybe Mississippi State will better be able to move the football against Georgia, even though the personnel at Georgia is a little bit better than that of Alabama. The interesting total of the week is Wake Forest, North Carolina. That thing opened at 78 and a half, down to 78 right now. Bear, this is... (laughs) 
after SMU <laughs> Houston, no total, no total to me is off limits anymore. Like I'll take the over here. I, I don't trust either defense. I don't, I love both quarterbacks. Like I think it's going to be an absolute track meet. I think we could see a scenario where it's 56, 49, not quite to the extent where it's app state, North Carolina, but that wouldn't shock me. So how do you feel about the over in this scenario? at 78. What wasn't, wasn't it like 51, 45 or something last year? It was up there. Game? It was up there. I mean, I think over is the only side you can play, and I hate saying that because it's <laughs> – I mean – but but I actually like Wake Forest in, in the game here. Wow. Like, like Sam – like they've basically thrown up on themselves the last couple of weeks with the amount of turnovers that they've had. It's 11, uh, two awful performances on the road, uh, turning the ball over. Now you've get North Carolina who started to get noticed – May is a Heisman guy now, as he should be. I still think North Carolina gets to the ACC championship game. I still think they have a great chance to win the ACC championship. But this just feels like a good spot to lay the three and a half with Wake coming off of two terrible performances on the road. You would assume that Sam Hartman's not going to have a third disastrous game in the ro- in a row uh, in turning the ball over. Good spot, I think, to hop in on Wake Forest this week. Yeah, I can get on board with that. They, I mean, they have been so painfully bad, and this would be an opportunity to kind of right their ship, if you will. It might not mean much for the for the future, but I, I I would have to agree. Even though I've loved Carolina, took Virginia last week, back door was open. Thank goodness beautiful, and they got through it? it. It was a thing of beauty, and you saw it coming from a mile away. It was just a yep. thing of beauty. Meanwhile, Tulsa, on the other hand, I'm not talking about them for a while. They're on the list. Uh, they killed me last week. So <laughs> not that we ever, for, not that we ever, you know, remember. But meanwhile, yeah, Tulsa uh, was a pretty popular dog last week. I think in, in that situation, I was. I, I know I was on the board. That's for sure. Uh, A&M Auburn, uh, another popular dog. Oh. The, the line is flipped. It was A&M opened up on their side. Now it's Auburn minus one and a half. And I actually think Auburn's the right play here. Bear A&M's putrid against the run defensively they've struggled. I think Auburn actually is probably going to come into the game with a little more fire. They played very hard last week, obviously in Carnell Williams debut as the interim head coach. I think Auburn just has a little bit more motivation in this one to go out and play well in front of their home fans. I guess, but uh, this isn't a game I'd want any part of. It, it, <laughs> it is so funny. It is so funny though, because you got like the coaching dysfunction bowl and you got the guy on the other sideline and Jimbo Fisher, the guy that Auburn has been coveting forever. And now I, I almost get the sense that, like, if, like, A&M lost him, like, they wouldn't care. Like, <laughs> it's, just a weird, it's just a weird game that I don't want any part of at all. Have, heaven help you. Whatever you – you deserve whatever you get for getting involved in this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Bears on Auburn. All right, perfect. Sounds good. Uh, you, you, UCF Tulane, another I'm interesting. I'm for my one. friend Greg McElroy. And, there you and go. That I appreciate game. that. Whoever that, you land on, that's what I'll, I'll support. Now you we're play. talking. As a guy that lives in Birmingham, I can promise you I might have a little interest in that one. All right, I can promise you that. Uh, UCF Tulane, I, I, I think UCF's the play here. And sounds crazy, Bear. But for whatever reason, this thing has steamed away. UCF's been in the spot more than Tulane. I've been so impressed with Tulane's defense at times this year. I think they can run the football, but I think UCF can too. Am I crazy for liking the road team that's been in the spot before? No, no, you're not. I, th- I think you're getting the marquee offensive player. There he goes. 
Oh, You're like me that. last night. We were struggling. We had to tape after eight o'clock at night. I was like a disaster. So I, we're on the same page. I get it. Yeah, the the, the, the four o'clock wake up call for the uh, for the six a.m. <laughs> flight comes comes real early. But um, yeah, it does. No, I, I, I mean they have obviously UCF the marquee player in the game in in Jim Rice Plumley. Uh, I think Gus Malzahn's done a good job. I don't know though. There's something about this Tulane team. Uh, with Anderson and some of the players that they have, they play really – they're so well coached. They don't make dumb mistakes. I actually like Tulane in this game. I, I, Matt, but the biggest home game they've had in, in years. Yeah. And uh, the opportunity to potentially get to the New Year's Six, big deal for them. Uh, I, I, I like Tulane in this game. I like that. I like that. All right, a couple more, Bear, and we'll get you out of here and get you to bed. Purdue, Illinois – Purdue struggled last week with Iowa, and Iowa feels a lot like Illinois. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how you can justify taking the dog in this scenario. I, I like the Illini. I'd lay them, even though that line kind of has me a little <laughs> tripped out, opening at seven, dropping <laughs> to six and a half. So I that that move scares me, moving off a football number, but I, I can't unsee the inability that I saw from Purdue last week. And I think their interior offensive line is really going to struggle against those defensive tackles. At the same time, though, you want to lay six and a half with Illinois, who had a ton of trouble last week with a terrible Michigan State team. Like, And they got Michigan next oh, week. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I would actually lean towards taking Purdue here. I might actually take mm. a little chance on taking Purdue on them. Like, like, look, Illinois has been a great story, and their running game and their defense has been fine. But, like, you, that's not going to be a formula that week in and week out, at some point you're going to need to generate big plays and generate a passing game. And you're going to yeah. face some adversity when you're in a lot of the games that are kind of shortened in possessions because of running the ball and, and clock. Like, I don't know. I, w- I would lean towards Purdue and might even take a, uh, a chance in the money line with the, uh, the Boilermakers there. The Big Ten West is I getting like that. scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. Winner with winners eight and four there at the top of the Big Ten West, or at least we're looking like a collision course there. Purdue might be a little too good for Illinois to lose to them. That might be part of it too. They, they only lose to terrible teams. Uh, any others, Bear, that stand out to you? I mean, yeah. I, I'm just seeing the board right now. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird week. I feel like Vegas is sharpening. Uh, Miami Georgia Tech stood out to me just a hair. Miami uh, just a one and a half point dog. I don't know how. You like Texas? Georgia Tech's been playing much better. I mean, you, you like Tech, right? I'm sorry. You like Tech, right? Texas no, Tech. You like, Absolutely. You know, you like, no, you like uh, Georgia Tech. Is I was saying. Oh yes. yes, yes, I like Georgia Tech. You do too, right? Yes, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how you could back Miami right now. There's too many unknowns, too much uncertainty. Ohio State, huge favorite again, 40-point favorite against Indiana. Uh, I don't know. I just can't lay that many points. I just can't. I mean, I'm... Now, and by the way, Indiana has at times given Ohio State fits. Now, it's been years since that's been the case. Two years ago, of course, in COVID. But I can think back to like an opener or two back in like 2015, 2016 with those big, long wide receivers. Indiana, for whatever reason, just kind of gave Ohio State some problems. Now, Ohio State won comfortably, but they won by like 24, not 40. So I don't know if you have a lean on anything else, Bear, but give us the goods if you do. You actually mentioned one of the teams, Texas Tech. Uh, laying three and a half at home against Kansas. Look, you saw the the scene last week in Lawrence. That was their Super Bowl. They got their sixth win. They're going to a bowl. Awesome. I'm so happy for them. But 
now you got to go to Lubbock and Texas Tech is already Texas, Texas Tech is already is already beaten. It's already beaten Texas there. They've drilled West Virginia there. So I, again, they need two wins to get bowl eligible as well. And you would think that this it would be this game that they have circled and the game with Iowa State as well as the two most likely games that they can win. So give me Texas Tech minus the three and a half. I think it's a great spot to play them. And then in the ACC, we talked about North Carolina Wake. Give me Louisville plus the seven against Clemson. I mean, typically I would be all in to take Clemson in a big bounce back spot like this, but I don't know how either quarterback has any confidence right now. I mean, especially DJ Ungle. Like, I, like, like, you're the guy, but now, now you're not the guy. And Club that comes in, he throws the pick. I, I, offensively, I think they have a ton of problems. Louisville's won four straight games. Defensively, they played so much better this year than I think anybody ever could have imagined. Clemson might escape with the win, but seven points seems like way too many. I'm with you. I think Louisville has kind of found something of late, and this would be their Super Bowl. I thought there might be a little bit of look-ahead flu. We talked about that game against James Madison last week. Thought there might be a little look-ahead flu. Louisville showed me that they're mature. I mean, hey, man, we're not hey, we're not looking ahead. We're going to take care of business today against a good James Madison team and set our sights at Clemson next week. So I I would be with you there. I, I don't know how you back. I, now, look, if there's a recipe for a get right, I think Clemson can run it down Louisville's throat. But ultimately, the quarterback might have to make a play or two. And uh, I, I tell you this, I wouldn't leave, be comfortable laying north of a touchdown with Clemson at all right now. I don't care if it's at home. I don't care who it's against. North of a touchdown to me seems like a lot in games that could be potentially low scoring. Great stuff, Bear. Awesome, man. We really appreciate you. Thanks so much for hopping on. Okay. Now go get some rest and get ready for your game tonight, huh? Absolutely. We we we, we will do that. Some, some bad weather headed into uh, into tennis. So we, two, two awful offenses playing in awful weather. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, give me the over. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Starting your own small business can be a total roller coaster. Between all those bumpy twists and turns comes the actual business side of your business, which can really throw you for a loop. Luckily, with QuickBooks, you can manage your business with confidence from the start. So no matter how bumpy the ride gets, you can always stay on track. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at quickbooks.com. Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes hiring all in one place so easy because it takes 10 minutes or less for most small business employers to post a job, according to Indeed Data US. Indeed also has a jaw-dropping pool of talent. In fact, three out of four US online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month, according to Comstore. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at Indeed.com always. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 offer. All right, final thought for today as we wrap things up on a Thursday edition of Always College Football. Wisconsin and Iowa, I saved this one 
I avoided it because I knew exactly how Bear was going to feel about it because he's a sharp. But Wisconsin-Iowa, their total opened up at a cool 33 and a half. That's right. You, it's not the first half line. That's the total for the game. 33 and a half. Think about that for a second. So if you're watching that game and the final score is 20 to 17, you lose. In 2022, in 2022, if the final score in which a team gets into the 20s, the likelihood of you winning is pretty dang slim. That to me is amazing. The the spread, by the way, is just one. So basically, Vegas is saying, hey, it's going to be 17-17 at the end of regulation. All right. That's basically how it's all going to end up. You just take it one direction or the other. You're going to get Wisconsin team total 17 and a half. You're going to get Iowa team total 16 and a half. Well, there you go. It's going to be fascinating. Here's the best part about it is if I'm looking at this, how can I possibly, after watching these two offenses and knowing how these two teams match up and knowing how these two defensive coordinators like to stop the run and knowing how these two offensive coordinators want to play complementary football and not do too much. Now, I know Wisconsin's changed a little bit. They've adapted a little bit and adjusted a little bit since, since Jim Leonard got control of the entire program. But they still are probably not going to get too far down the road going against a very good defense that could flip this thing in a hurry if they get too aggressive. I have to take the under. <laughs> I have to. At 35, I think I'm taking the under. And I know people will say, dude, that is so weak. You're going to be rooting for like 9-7 to seven type of game. Yeah, I am. Why? Why not? It's November. It's Big Ten football. And any game that's scored into the 20s is not a game I want any part of, especially in the Big Ten West. Give me 3-2 to two Wisconsin, and I'll be happy. That'll do it for us here at Always College Football. Thanks for being with us. Please like, rate, and subscribe. It's been a great, great week so far. And we're going to have a great day again tomorrow as we preview all the games. We ask some questions. We hit some matchups. We talk about some storylines. You know, Friday's our big picture preview. So we're going to dive in and try to hit these games from every possible angle. For all of us here at Always College Football, for Mark Kubiak, for Jack Foster, I'm Greg McElroy. We hope you, we really hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope that you'll be back with us tomorrow. And remember, it's always college football.